Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Sans Pants Radio, we have reached peak arrogance. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. And today we are joined by special guest... Dowie James. I'm Dowie. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, yeah. how good is footy? Yes. How good footy? I can't think of a time footy was better than right now. <laughs> oh. it, it's look, it's uh, I'm in my Geelong jumper. We have literally just rolled in yeah. from the Easter Monday game. So footy is fucking amazing. Imagine how dog shit this episode had been if we had to come from a loss. I, I'd want <laughs> I'd want to sure earlier. Like if this day goes bad, it'll be the worst podcast you ever put out. <laughs> just be just douche talking to himself. Well, I me and Dowie went to the comedy festival on Thursday whilst the Brisbane Collingwood game was happening, and Ooh. we were like checking the score and we're like, oh no, this recording is going to be no good. Uh, but then. Yeah, it's all turned yeah. out great. It's turned out great. <laughs> my only complaint about today is we went, we were sitting MCC and I have to be in a collared shirt. So I spent my entire morning getting a shoulder and arm pump on to go stand around <laughs> sleeveless in my jersey, flexing as hard as I can at people. I have to wear a collared shirt. Everything's covered. It was wasted. <laughs> you look good in that shirt, Thank though. you. Thank you. I feel like part of the team. Yeah, Dowie's wearing a uh, Geelong polo shirt that he bought. This morning. <laughs> as soon as I found out that I needed a collared shirt to be allowed access. I'm still wearing my borrowed Geelong scarf. It's yeah. Good. It works like a helmet in space. It's good. <laughs> it is good. I, well, the reason I've got my jumper on is it is a bit chilly out here in space. I need to keep warm. And I just stay warm beyond just thinking about how good I, how much I love Gary Oh, Rowan, so. and um, well, look, we've kind of covered weeks. Like most things have happened that were big this weekend. Oh, except that Essendon won by 58 points and Joe Danaher was a late entrance, so late that Essendon got fined, but then he kicked two goals, one from 60 metres out, and it was beautiful. What was the fine? It was big, wasn't it? 20 grand. 20 grand. Yeah. You'll love this. Uh, Yeah. You you love a bit of uh, sneaky sneaky conspiracy theories. What do you got for me? Yeah. Uh, So uh, training training on, um, so this was before this court was named. Uh, training on the Tuesday, I think it was. Mm. Oh, no, Wednesday. It would have been Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, but Friday, didn't you? Friday yeah, day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fuck, it's been a long week. Yep, yep. <laughs> training on Wednesday. Out of 22 trained. Plus one extra man. Joe Danaher. 
you know who wasn't at training that day? Zach Clark. Zach Clark. Oh, <laughs> whoosha. Ooh, they went early. <laughs> and a bit late. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he was, like, Joe Danaher was named in the second, like, in the, the reserves. In the VFL yeah. side, yeah. He'd be, he said he'd been training with the VFL side for a lot of the week as well. Yeah, I've heard the uh, reserves coach is furious. Didn't have his big gun in the forward line. How'd they really? go? Nah, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine he would be. Nah, I would be. He probably would have been. Imagine he, goes, he walks and goes, excuse me, my reserves team. And Wisha was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Wisha just headbutts him. <laughs> <laughs> Steps out of the way, lets Tommy Bellchambers drop an elbow into him because that's what he loves doing. <laughs> he does. All right, let's do today's episode a little bit differently. Since yep. you three are all very fresh <laughs> from the Geelong Hawthorne game that has literally just happened. We're recording on Monday night. It's 7 p.m. Yeah. The game ended at 6. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, lay it on me, boys. How was it? It's pretty fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was very good if your name was Gary. Yeah, Gary's had a great day. Gary Ablett Jr., maybe the best football player that ever lived. I have to I have to review Tom Hawkins' smile one more time just to see if the stats line up. But, <laughs> but I'm pretty confident. <laughs> Gary Rowan, we... Like, we never doubted him. No. No. Not I once. certainly did not shit talk him round one at all. <laughs> we, did, we certainly didn't shit talk him today during yeah, the game. No. No. <laughs> oh, look, I didn't participate in that. I, I removed myself from that. Yeah. I was busy shit talking other players. <laughs> what I was saying. So, Gary Rowan's interesting in that, like, he makes some really nerves get to him. Like, that's all that can be explained. Every it's called now them then, dumb choices. Yeah, when the pressure's on, he makes some terrible, terrible choices. And then once he's made a terrible choice, he redeems himself by oh, doing like almost, two or three great things. He almost instantly redeems yes, himself. Like he, he makes knows. a fumble and then goes, I better get this back. But then if it's too long between possessions, you can almost guarantee the next one will be, oh, no, the pressure's on, I've got the ball again. Bad decision. Which isn't great when you're an eight-possession getter. No. <laughs> Although, so look, for those of you who don't know, um, Geelong won. Uh, beat the Hawks by 23 <laughs> points. Gary Rowan, four goals. Gary Ablett, three goals, including one that was reminiscent of himself from days gone by <laughs> and one that was reminiscent of his dad from <laughs> days gone by. Took an absolute oh, screamer. That mark was... There was two, two mark of the year can- candidates <laughs> oh, in yeah. this game. Both, like seriously, Ablett took a huge one and then with like a few seconds oh, left, yeah. Radigalia just uh, put himself in space. If only Radigalia converted on that. He, uh, <laughs> saw you boys up there and was like, that looks good. That yeah. looks fun. <laughs> and decided, I'll use Jarman Impey to get there. <laughs> Jarman Impey was sore too. Like Radigalia. He would be. Sab's would, a big boy. He'd be conceding at least 60 kilos on Impey. <laughs> oh, Surely. Like... Impy's a, a mid-sized player. Mm. It wouldn't be 60 kilos. <laughs> hey, Sean, don't let facts not a child. my dumb shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying Radigalee is really big. Mm. Ablett's mark was good. He got high. I he think did. we jumped higher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was so... Surely, if you've watched the game or if you've seen the highlight, I imagine that's going around. I've seen the highlight already in my social feed, so you should have seen that. But it doesn't do justice with how far out... Like, he was, like, at that 50 line, and he's like, oh, no, I'm taking this. Yeah, and he yeah. just followed that ball the whole way down for it. He was committed. So that's like... My energy was so high as I saw him pop up. <laughs> I think there was like one really good thing, I think, from the whole day today was, like, there's a lot of guys who had moments where maybe in the past or last season, for example. So one of the big things is we kicked 17 goals. Hawkins only kicked one. Mm-hmm. We took 14 marks inside 50, and Hawkins maybe took two. Yep. So he kicked the sealer. Kick, to, the, uh... kick the sealer, but that's that's what this new team is. We're yeah. not just relying on him kicking goals. But then across the board, like the amount of times Mark Blitzarves 
was out of position and then just sprinted back to put on a spoil and then ran again like in the opposite direction to get the handball or a kick later on. Fuck, he's amazing. Yeah. I love him. He's the best backman in the AFL. Yeah. Yeah. Cop that, Rance <laughs> and other defenders McGovern. who exist. But they're, they're out. They're working hard. They're running like Cam Guthrie, like just. Forget how quick oh, he is until he gets back yeah. in. Oh, I was good. So fast. So arrogant, Dusha. Tim, <laughs> Tim Kelly. Oh, man. He's going to make so much money at West Coast. We're yeah. <laughs> just saying, every, he kicked two goals, 29 touches, looked really good. Every time he did something good, you just sort of sit there and go, oh, man, yeah. he's really good. Oh, yeah, I hate, hate seeing him in blue and gold in a year. <laughs> Joel Selwood was awesome. Joel Selwood was tremendous. You know why, boys? Guess what, Dusha? What? Guess, guess what we saw today? What? Plan B. See, <laughs> I look, now seems like a good time for me to just to interject with something before you talk about plan B. Okay. So you rolled in to three-quarter time. Yep. 30 points up. Yeah. Yep. Hawthorne then kicked, was it two or three goals? Geelong six? kicked the first goal as well of the last quarter. Ah, okay. So Geelong then kicked a goal. So you yep. were 36 points up. Yep. Then Hawthorne got you down to seventeen point, 16 points up. Yep. With seven minutes to go. Yep. And then Hawkins kicked a sealer. Yes. Yep. Would you say that there was a plan B or you just like shit yourselves and then came together? Because this is very arrogant for a team that did almost cook it. No, no, no I'd no. say it's plan B, but then they were very tired because they've never had to run plan B before. <laughs> so no and and we're, also, we're also played down for the whole second half. Yeah. We're rotation down. All right. So the whole second it, half? Yeah. yeah. Parfit was gone from half time. We didn't realize though, did we? No. No, because that was so good. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Plan B though. So in the first quarter, Hawthorne all over us. Just... Smashing us in the middle, just running on top of us. Dangerfield is getting well Such held. easy clearances. Such easy clearances. So the new plan A, which is Dangerfield, Kelly, Duncan on the ball, Selwood on the wing, just wasn't doing it. Nah. So we went back to the old plan A, which is the new plan B, Selwood on the ball, <laughs> Dangerfield at full forward. Started winning. <laughs> What's well, interesting as well, though, like we switched that up and it wasn't necessarily like, it was that like fresh blood being in the midfield that really yeah. like did it because Dangerfield was... I would say less effective, like in the full forward. No, correct. But then he went back in the middle and was just as effective. Yeah, yeah. But he went, oh, I'm not needed here. I yeah. can really go do whatever the fuck I need to do. It was, But it was Selwood moving from a, a sort of like, I think the first, some, there was some stat from the first three rounds, he'd attended like 12 centre bounces for the whole three rounds, which is like yeah. tiny considering he used to go to all of them. And today they moved him back into the taking clearances. Mm. So it's nice to have a plan B where you can move him back out to the wing if you need to, but you can put him on the ball. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't think Ablett actually went to a centre bounce once today. No, I don't think he did. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember he was all over everything though. He was brilliant. He was he was just playing as a high half forward. So He's in the votes today. Plan B. There it is. Mm. Selwood though. Oh, he wasn't that busy, was he? Oh, <laughs> he didn't Dusha. get that much ball. Dusha. Yes, Crowd no. report. Crowd report. Hey, Sean. Any dickheads at the footy today? (laughs) (laughs) Thomas, I'm glad you asked. Yep. There was a huge fuckhead sitting behind us. (laughs) Now, you would have thought that he would be calm because he was sitting there with a young child who, (laughs) can we point out, at one point, he just left that kid. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He just stomped I reckon that's why we didn't realise he was there because I reckon that kid was just there by himself for the whole first half. I didn't notice him until the third quarter when he started to get a bit lippy and it was in response to everything Tom was saying. So he's sitting <laughs> behind me. I'd like 
cheer something or I'd be like, oh, that's really good work. And he'd be like, oh, that guy's soft as piss. <laughs> soft <laughs> as like, piss. Sicily kept running the ball out deliberately. Tom was very angry about it. And this guy was like, read a fucking rule book, mate. Read a rule book. And then, like and then it. when something had happened Hawthorne's way, he clapped very like obnoxiously next to my head. I nearly wanted to kill him, but I work there and I would get fired. And I, so I was nearly going to ask Dowie to moonsault. <laughs> well, we did. Dowie would have. As Dowie, well. at one point you were off, and I said to Tom that it's all right because we'll just fight him if we have to, and we'll be fine because we have a professional wrestler with us. And I said to Tom, Dowie's kind of like Jonathan Brown. You just walk taller when he's around. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, that guy was a fuckhead. That guy was a big dickhead. It was the worst. So, so it was very nice to get the win. It was very it? nice whenever uh, a play did well. So, but this is the thing, right? Also, at the third quarter, douche. He's sitting there going, oh, Chelsea, what do you have? Haven't seen him. He hasn't, had, he hasn't got a touch. Oh, he's, he's, yeah, he's no good. He had 12 disposals in the third quarter. Oh, it was the best, though, because <laughs> it was like, he said that and then it came, it up, came on up on the screen. screen. Yeah, it was like, it was you leading. Know, <laughs> you know, they have like the update yeah. when a player's doing really well. So he's like, oh, yeah, no good. Bang, immediately up on the scoreboard. And he's like, oh, and he's, his son's like, oh, he's had nine or 10 now, Dad. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, mate, if you're listening, never go to a footy game again. Yeah. <laughs> Banned. You see him at the gate. <laughs> Just drop him. Oh, I hope that kid gets a new dad. <laughs> we'll adopt him, all four of us. <laughs> it was really our biggest mistake was when the dad left that child. We didn't go, kid, you need to run. <laughs> you just need to get the fuck out of here. You should just put a Geelong scarf around him. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the winning team, kid. Yeah, the fuck winner is catching. Be careful. Uh, now, big win, good result. Just good to see. Players lifting when last year they probably would have fallen over when Hawthorne started coming at them. At the back line again, like Tom Stewart, Mark Blitzars, but Mark O'Connor, and I said this to you at the game, has quickly gone from being a yeah. player that I would have liked to have seen dropped to being a player that I need in the side every week. Yep. In the space of about 10 games. Yeah, he's done really, really well. He's very consistent, takes a good mark, clean hands, nice kick. Oh, mate, it's good. It's good being from Geelong. <laughs> You've got a good footy team in the biggest sexy land. Top of the ladder. Top of the ladder. I'd just like to point out, this is a good time to talk about the ladder just because you've mentioned that. If you'd have lost today, yeah. St. Kilda would have been top of the ladder. I know, right? Round. How insane is at that? At the end of round five, St. Kilda are currently second. Last time I Love think it. Geelong and St. Kilda were one and two on a ladder would have been like 2009. I thought you were going to say like 1967 <laughs> yeah. or something. I was prepared for 96. <laughs> <laughs> now, I remember when you were both undefeated in yeah, like round 9. 10 or 11. Uh, round 13 in 2009. Another thing that happened this round, speaking of weird stats, that circle of whatever. Circle of parody. Yep. It's happened, guys. Round five, where every team has lost and every team has won so that you can make a perfect oval, because they do it with a footy, of teams beating other teams. There's no, like, you can make a perfect circle with wins and losses oh, wow. of every team in the league. Last year it didn't happen, I think, till about round 14 or 15. Yeah. Round five, it's already happened. Yeah. This season is Good on you, Carlton. <laughs> yeah. Let's wind the clock back. So we've spoken about the last game of this round. Shaking uh, your head, Sean. We'll move on to the first game of the round, which was Thursday at the Gabba, a sold-out game. But someone in the room was lucky enough to get tickets. Good sure. tickets. Had great tickets. Sat in the members. Let me tell you something about Brisbane supporters. Because uh, I've never been to a home game up there. They're very mentally scarred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first sign of things going bad, they just go back in their shell and go, oh, no, it's happening again. <laughs> oh, is Michael Voss still coach? Oh, no. Oh, shit. Is um, Michael Voss still playing? Yeah, fuck. Uh, That's what you wanted to say. Yeah. I love the ground. The ground was really good. Good on the club for getting a sellout. Very loud. It was pumping. There was a lot of people thought Collingwood would outnumber them, but from what I could see, I reckon there was uh, 
two to one. Do you mean in the least. stands? Because they yeah, outnumbered the you on the ground. Oh, absolutely, they did. In, <laughs> yeah. in every stat <laughs> on the scoreboard. Oh, yeah. and, uh, but the crowd was great. It was an ambush. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, we might get to it later. I think there was an email, there was a tweet. I can't remember. But someone was like, you lost by 10 goals, so don't blame the umpires. You're allowed to blame umpires when they kill the contest in the early stages of the game. They're not responsible for how shit Brisbane played in the second half. That's some of the worst umpiring I've ever that, seen that score in the first that, half. That score review was so bizarre. Well, the AFL came out the next day and said two score reviews should have been, shouldn't have been two goals to Collingwood. One hit the post very early and, and one, was another one was touched. And they're both fucking wrong. I don't know how they get that wrong. It's stupidity. Eddie uh, in the box. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Did you guys watch theory. it on TV? I, I did. I was did. the umpiring fucking shit house early only, on? To be fair, I only watched the first little bit because yeah. Dusha said we went to a comedy show mm-hmm. um, and were worried for your well-being. But mm-hmm. like from what I saw, it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> it was a bit bullshitty. A bit. Sean, turn his mic off for a minute. Tom, I want to talk to you. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I would love to. I think I sent you messages being like, "This umpiring is dog shit." However, yeah. I can't remember the game because it was almost a week ago. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I remember being upset for you watching. Thank you. But now I just keep remembering as well, like looking at the stat sheet and going, oh, well, like. Oh, they killed us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Six Collingwood players had more yeah. disposals than your entire team. But it's just <laughs> like, it's little things that annoy me. It's like early in the like in the first half when you're down by three goals and maybe you're going to have a chance to get a goal back and then there's shitty free kicks and suddenly they've got one, two, three goals in a row and the game's kind of dead. He looked at, I think you sent me the stat at halftime. It was 17 free kicks to nine. And you go, fucking hell. This this is a bit of a conspiracy, I think, because this happens a lot. Look at free kicks at halftime that and are really out of whack. Yeah, and then up. they always even up by the end of the game. They go in at halftime, I reckon they look at it and they go, fucking hell, we've ended like fixed. There was a lot of free kicks paid in that game, though, right. across the board. Um, have uh, you. I've dug up the messages, if that helps. Oh, mm. yeah, 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 this helps. So uh, first thing we heard from Sean was at 8.42, which would have been sometime in the second quarter. Yeah. Fuck me. Is this the most horrendous umpiring of the year? <laughs> yes. Then Tom and I had our stats handy. It was 17 to 9, free kick count towards Collingwood. Mm-hmm. Then you got upset because you, you couldn't get the stats and you were getting messages late. Then Tom <laughs> chimed in. Umpiring is horrendous. There is no way Brisbane are playing in the way that has them down 17 to 9 in free kicks. But you've stopped them scoring, and this is where Tom's predictions go out the fucking window. But you're the second half kings. The Lions are going to wake. <laughs> I believed <laughs> for uh, you, mate. I believe for you. Yeah, but, we're, we're but obviously they weren't playing in a way that would put them out of those free kick counts. Nah, they just look cooked. So Tom predicted they were going to wake in the second quarter, uh, second half. You kicked three goals to their ten. That's no good. It wasn't. <laughs> it was not fun to sit there and watch that. Um, don't care for Collingwood as a football club. If I could beat any club, in fact, it would be Collingwood. Uh, so it kind of sucked. They played well, particularly in the second half. They were really, really good. They um, yeah. And look, Adam Trelaw played just freak. about the best tagging role I've ever seen a guy play, where he shut down Lockie Neal and then had like thirty nine touches of his own. It was really good. It was it's insane. Great. And they went to Buckley afterwards. Also, you know, who's your who are you going to put on your next like on you know your next opponents next week? And he goes, our, our best tagger. Adam Trelaw. Which yeah, is funny because people were like, oh, they got rid of Greenwood. That's dumb. The game was dog shit. The city of Brisbane was also dog shit. Yeah, you didn't like Brisbane. I got to think, <laughs> I mean, I might just take, I was going to let you keep going and I'm like, it feels like this is just going to peter out and be like sadness. <laughs> um, touching on the 
you look at the stats at halftime and then like free kicks that were out of whack sort of like weigh themselves up. Have you guys touched much on it being entertainment versus sport? In that I watched this wonderful documentary called The Truth About Lying and there is an entire section in it. It's like a breakdown of lying and like truth telling and social circles and stuff. But there's this entire section of the do- documentary dedicated to a former NBA ref talking about how it's a multi-million dollar business. And yes, it's like grounded in sport, but it is entertainment and there is like a thing. So he wouldn't fix games, like he wouldn't go out and call things, but he's like if you look at who is refing any given game, knowing the two teams, knowing the things that head off say to refs about this player's like no one pays money to go see old LeBron James get called for traveling so you would never call LeBron James for traveling wow so it's like so when you take into account like well this person's refing and they've got an eye for this and head office says don't call Patrick Dangerfield on this and they say don't call like rough head on this like I can estimate with like 95% certainty who's going to win that game, not based off of the lineups. Like, this is NBA, obviously. It's a bit different to football where there's like a lot more going on and there's more chaos. But I think that same thing trickles through. And that's all I ever think about when I see like Dusty Martin get like another off on the tribunal. I'm like, well, of course they're not going to like penalize him for two weeks and miss out on millions of dollars. The big one was last year when they actually did sanction five. That was huge because. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they normally would have been like, "Oh, it's fine." But yeah, I, I think their hands were tied. Yeah, but I think that's that's pretty valid. But like, I, I think, think that's you're talking specifically within a game, though. Yeah, like so yeah. they're saying like it's you can like it's it's an interesting like thought experiment almost where it's like you know what this team's good at, you know what this team's good at. We know what AFL expect of, like, focus on new rules, don't focus on these rules, don't call these people for specific things. And then obviously there's going to be room for error with the actual umpires going out as well. But if you know who's umpiring and what they're looking for and what, like, will and won't be called. like, yeah. But so the thing about that, though, I've just, in my brain, going through it, um, it's like the, the, it actually is spoken about in AFL. You hear commentators, people talk about how there is a different set of umpiring rules for finals than there is for home and away yeah. seasons. And they, in a grand final, they usually the whistle say things just like, put away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say things like, oh, they put the whistle away. And to be fair, to, <laughs> even today, for the first probably quarter and a half, the umpires were just not paying anything. Nah. And then weirdly started yeah. paying a lot. It yes. felt like a final. They're getting coached. At half time, do you think? Well, I also sort of wonder as well, like how much of that is like when we're talking about that, like they were letting a lot go today. And so they're probably letting a lot go. It's a big rivalry. It's Easter Monday. They want to let it go. But then you get into the situation where someone's getting tackled for 15, 16 seconds and they're allowed the opportunity to get away a handball and the crowd boos. And you, you have to imagine at the break, they're going, hey, we don't want to be televising a game that is the crowd reacting negatively yeah, nonstop. Like, and, and, and you need to call some of this. And, and maybe also, like, I also. I do. We bash the umpires a lot here, but fuck only AFL. Only when must they deserve be, it. Correct. Fuck AFL must be hard to umpire. It's so fast. They change the rules constantly, and 90% of the rules are open to interpretation. Yeah. Like, uh, it's insane. I don't like, have any Nowhere in basketball is it like, mm, did he travel or did he not? No, he just either did or he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Although, if you're watching NBA games, sometimes did he travel? Yes, but no. But he's yeah. LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Some- James Harden's allowed four steps back on his yeah. <laughs> fadeaways. <laughs> Look, that layup was six, so we'll allow the fact it took him eight steps to do it. <laughs> well, no, yeah, and, but but I think I wouldn't. I'd be surprised if umpires go in at half time and they actually sit down in much the same way that players do, and they talk about the umpiring and how it's going, and be like, "We missed a few." Like they watch it and go, "Look, we missed a couple of these. We yep. need to look for these to happen." Or or, the, or they sit down and go, "Have you noticed that?" That tagger is going after Dangerfield, for example. We might need to just keep an eye out because a couple of those things were borderline. And so maybe that's where the free kick 
evens yeah, up. Who knows? Also, it seems to be that like umpires kind of aim to have in like the uh, the Brisbane Collingwood game. It didn't go this way, but often you look at stats and the free kicks are usually pretty close. Yeah. Which would, there's no way that that's a coincidence. Yeah, you're right. I look forward to seeing Collingwood play a good team and get tested. I think. Well, uh, you'll but, see that um, on Thursday, I reckon, because yeah. the next game, oh, North Melbourne took on Essendon at Marvel Stadium and got steamrolled. Uh, that's North Melbourne's, you know, big, uh, the big time, big time team at the big time game with their big time coach ready for the big time. They got big time smashed. <laughs> so with. Ten minutes left in the second quarter. The scores were nineteen to twenty-nine. Essendon's way. Do you know what the halftime score was? No, dude. What was the halftime? Oh, score? okay. It was three goals, seven to nine goals, seven because Essendon kicked five of the last six goals in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing that terrifies me about Essendon. Yeah, is they can just do that to you. Yeah. Okay. So I was also, as I said last week, I was going to be at a music festival for this weekend, and because it started on the Friday but the music didn't start until about five o'clock. There was just people floating around the festival with their phones out trying to stream the footy. (laughs) So I didn't have phone reception, but I literally was able to watch bits and pieces of the game just by making friends with random guys. Uh, The first person I made friends with was a North Melbourne supporter who put his phone away at quarter time because he was fuming. So uh, you didn't get to watch any more from him? Uh, no, uh, I unfortunately <laughs> didn't get to see the second half of the... did not get better for him. No. <laughs> well, he didn't know because he didn't check again. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. There's, um, there's, there's, <laughs> I dread that man's response to halftime. <laughs> well, I can tell you what happened because there is a follow-up with this man. So I didn't get to see any of the second quarter, but I was getting sc- score updates. Then another magical thing happened in the third quarter uh, where someone came up to me and they're like, do you know the footy score? I was like, yes. And then they're like, hey, this is a really weird question because I don't really pay. He's like, I, I don't know if you would know this. But do you know if Mitch Brown's kicked any goals today? Oh. So just out of nowhere, someone was like, yeah, he's like one of my favorite players. I was oh. like, what is happening? <laughs> Did you get married on the weekend, Dusha? <laughs> I didn't, but I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. And then um, by the time the last quarter rolled around, had a few drinks and eased into the festival and uh, I was able to finally get reception. I saw the last goal of the game, which was Braden Ham, who kicked his first, first goal. goal and Essendon players just came from all over the ground to celebrate. And my friend saw that and cried a bit. What was his name? Ham. Yeah, Ham. Ham has just made me think of something that happened in the Geelong game. Oh, <laughs> douche. <laughs> this is peak How Good's Footy content. Oh, mate. All right. Lay it on me. Harry Taylor. Oh, no. Takes a mark. Yep. <laughs> kicks a beautiful goal and celebrates <laughs> by drinking a glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where did it come from? No, no, no. As in like mime, mime the act mime of drinking it, yeah. some milk. How do you mime drinking milk? He just mimed drinking and then fist pumps. What we actually think happened because he tapped the black armband and we think it was him drinking a beer for whoever had passed away. Yeah. But, but we'd been talking about him as the milkman previously <laughs> and then he did it after his, it was him drinking milk. Yeah, it, it is him drinking, drinking milk. milk. In honour of whoever had passed yeah, away. Yeah, he wasn't pouring out any twoies or cutting no. draft. That was Rev. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to interrupt the bombers. Um, no, that's okay. Yeah, but yeah, fuck. Because um, no, North Melbourne yeah, couldn't we need to talk about that entirely. <laughs> Essendon ended up winning by heaps. Uh, Ham kicked the last goal. The entire Essendon team pretty much ran to him. Everyone was real stoked. Like my friend saw it and was like, "That's so nice." Had like a few tears. Oh, beautiful. Um, and then the next morning, this is where the North Melbourne guy comes back in. Oh, good. We we're go. uh, standing near him. He's got you now, Dale. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, look, he's a good storyteller. Uh, standing around, uh, one of my friends was being like. Out of nowhere, well, me and my friend like to do this. We're like, ah, oh, 
what are your top three quarters in footy? <laughs> I started talking and the North Melbourne supporter realized who I was. And he looked at me and was like, Ugh, and just walked off. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> At a rivalry. He was very upset because I told him about for Acidon when um, we were watching it on the phone. And that also could have been why he put his phone away. Could have been less that he was frustrated and more he just didn't want to watch it with me. <laughs> Can I say to that North Melbourne supporter, fuck off. Yeah. Be better, man. Um, <laughs> although you'll probably side with him in a second because out of that top three quarters, uh, the Sydney Geelong final quarter made my list. Can I say it's a very good quarter of football if you're not a Geelong supporter? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For anyone else, <laughs> it's fucking great. Do you know what's huge is that Mitch two Brown weeks- kicked three goals in two, like two weeks in a row. And I think Tipper kicked three, two or three. Uh, Fantasia kicked four in the first half. And But here's the big thing. I think about half of the first quarter, or maybe even the start of the second, Zach Merritt had had two possessions. And then he had 39 for the rest of the game. <laughs> That's fucked. He just went, he just must have had a quiet quarter and then just went. Because I remember watching it on TV, one of the commentators was like, oh, Zach Merritt's been pretty quiet. He's only had the two possessions. And then he just had like eight clearances in a row and just went ballistic. Nine tackles. Yep. He's back. Whatever was wrong with him in those first two games, whatever was wrong with Essendon in those first two games, I. Do you know what is making me a little bit, a little bit happier about those first two games? In particular, the second game, St Kilda might be good this year. (laughs) (laughs) Like that loss wasn't good, and I think that if this accident played them, it would be a different story. Yeah, but that would be. But shut up, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that loss doesn't look as bad anymore. Also, we're in the eight again. Yeah, yeah. Um, unlike a team that was previously undefeated two weeks ago. Gonna start. I was about to comment and say you're going to stay there, but now you can get fucked. <laughs> Unbelievable. And uh, it was good to see a lot of um, so many Essendon people turned out for the game. Yeah, the game. Because yeah, you can was- fucking bet none of them were North Melbourne. <laughs> no, to their credit, there were quite a few North Melbourne oh, people there. there. They, they did their one game of the year they all go to. <sighs> um, I just, what's the one game of the year the players go to? Oh, well, I haven't gone to it yet. Obviously, mm. it hasn't happened. Uh, well, last year it was this one. I saw a- their first one of the Season Do you know what? Essendon, love charity. Yeah. <laughs> love kicking goals. Was it a for thousand charity? for every goal? Yeah. Do you know who doesn't love charity? North Melbourne. <laughs> oh, they fucking hate it. You, you just kept messaging us saying, North Melbourne hate children. <laughs> uh, well, they just kept fucking missing. Do you reckon there is more pressure on you as a forward when you know that if you kick this, a yep. sick child somewhere gets the surgery they need to live? <laughs> well, yes. Mason Wood fucking hates sick kids because he kicked zero goals three and th- all three were some set shots that he should have absolutely kicked. It's Four. pretty standard when your name's Mason. <laughs> So I saw this today. In the world, this is North Melbourne under Brad Scott from 2010 through to now. Yep, ninth, ninth, eighth, tenth, sixth, eighth, eighth, fifteenth, ninth, currently seventeenth. But how do you coach somewhere in those? There are two. There are two preliminary final appearances. Did you say currently seventeenth? Because they're actually currently eighteenth. Okay, currently eighteenth. Tom, you're talking about. Years when they finished on the home and away ladder, sixth and eighth, they made uh, prelim. And they had a good run to the finals and then just fell over in the prelims. It's been there 10 years. That's not good. The headline of it is stuck in the middle with Brad. I'm I'm trying to think of another another coach. Stuck in the bottom half. Yeah. Well, name me another coach who's been at a club for ten years and hasn't delivered a premiership. Yeah. um, Or at least got at least got the team to the grand final. Because I don't think there is one. No, I couldn't tell you one. Ross Lyon, yes, didn't win one for Freo, but he got them there. Hmm. 
He's, uh, he's never going to win them one. John Longmire's won one. Yep. Chris Scott's won one. Dimmer finally got I one. Was, Bucks finally. I oh. was about to say Chris Scott won one, but with another person's team. <laughs> it's all right, we'll win it this year, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but very, I didn't want to. Re- yeah, no, it is. Yeah. It, it was the third of their three, and it was, and it was all downhill since that. Yeah. Great job today, though, Chris. Oh, yeah, great yeah, job, yeah. Fucking good playing, mate. But, but or Buckley. But I mean, they've been to the Buckley, grand final. Buckley, that's what I mean. They've got yeah. to the grand final. North haven't, and then they, when they drop off, because here's the thing: North overachieved last year. Just missed the eight. Played pretty well. We're in, we're in like finals contention. Had a really good middle, like early start of the year. They then recruited aggressively for players that looked like would fill holes that they had, pace through on the wings, half forward and half back. They haven't lost. Like, who have they lost? Like, Pruce? He's it. Well, I heard, I can't remember if Brad Scott was blaming this or other people were saying that they're just missing key players. And it's like, no, you're not. The only player Brad Scott I, said that. The Brad only Scott player I feel who like. Who are they the, missing? Magic Door. Magic Door's the only one. Yeah. Surely. Oh, no. And Marley Williams. Williams got injured in what round? Oh, it would have been round two. Round two, yeah. But also, again, those still. players shouldn't be enough for an entire team to fall over. Correct. That'd be yeah. like if Essendon started uh, losing because, like, fucking, like, oh, we don't have Hurley. Here's the difference. Yeah. Like, it would, make it, it would make a difference, but last it would, week, shouldn't be like. Well, you didn't have Hooker. No, correct. Yeah. You didn't have Hooker. But, but here you go. Last week, Richmond roll up to Port Adelaide missing Cochin, Martin, Rewalt, Rance, and uh, one other whose name escapes me. But those five players are not. Marley Williams and Majak Door from Although I'll counter that. Richmond rolled up with an entirely different team, basically. Correct. So they weren't going to play like the Richmond that needed the superstars. Where if you're only missing one or two, you're probably going to keep the same game strategy. Even well, though- Brad Scott, your game style sucks. We talk about Chris Scott doesn't have a plan B. Brad Scott just doesn't have a plan. Nah, oh. That's right though, because we know that Brad is very adaptable and he'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm sure it'll all come together in the end. It won't. <laughs> North Melbourne are a basket case. <laughs> um, not a good basket case full of Easter eggs. They're not fourth Melbourne anymore, are they? Tom? No, they're not. I, I would like to revisit my ladder <laughs> and North Melbourne are just in the sun. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to say about this game. Matty Lloyd should probably still be playing. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, he's, his set shot kicking is as good as it was. Je- oh, I do remember what I wanted to say. And yep. It's- Probably Slightly more relevant. I'm going to say. Uh, not really. Okay. Uh, so, uh, rolling into the last, it probably changed by the end of the game, but rolling into the last like 10 minutes, Danaher was on the ground for 91% of the game. Uh, so, they clearly were testing his match fitness and it worked. He was also rocking a little bit. It's good. It's good to see. He, Incredible. There is, is there a, there, okay, I'm going to answer my own question to this later. There is, but is there another player? who enjoys playing footy as much as Joe Danaher when Joe Danaher's playing footy. He loves it when he's kicking goals. Oh, he loves it when he's... No, but he, but he loves, loves a 60-metre goal more than Joey. But but he also loves it when someone else does something really good yeah. and he's nearby. Like, he just gets around footy. He, the one thing he needs to... I think his biggest problem, and it came through a lot last season when he was playing injured, is... If we're not winning, he needs to keep a positive attitude because he looks... Yeah, when like if the team's flat, he's not going to be the man that lifts you. No, no, he's no. he's he's the if, if that's the, when if you the start looking flat, to the Smiths and the Sards. If the team's Apple flat, you well. lift Danaher because if you lift yes. him, he'll then get. But he has to be lifted. Yes, 
For a guy who stands on people's heads, he needs a bit of lift. I dread <laughs> doubling back to Geelong again. <laughs> don't do no, it. No, I don't really. I was just for douche's sake. But there was something I was going to say to you boys on the street, and I said, no, I'll save it for the podcast. And as we're talking about lifting Danaher um, and, like, just rising to the occasion. You did say this. Yeah, I realised, oh, my favourite thing about today was when... Gary touched the ball, Gary Ablett, and the Hawthorne fans just erupted into booze, like negative reaction. My favourite thing was progressively the more Gary touched it and the more that started, Geelong fans like got into it. To and the Geelong, point where I feel at the end it was just cheers, like over overwhelming. Because yeah. all the Hawks had gone home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy said goodbye to them on their way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I'll, a- I'll backtrack one further. I just remembered one positive that came out of the Brisbane game, and that is that Damien Barrett criticised Luke Hodge, and then oh. Luke, Hodge, <laughs> Luke Hodge called him a knob, and it was so good. Oh, oh I love you, Hodgie. Anyway, should we move on to the next couple of games? Next game. There's a few more to get through. Yeah, well, we've covered, <laughs> we've, we've, covered, we've covered every game that our teams have played in, so hopefully Power through. we should be able to <laughs> Optus Stadium, Wesker has got absolutely rolled by Port Adelaide. Did anyone else watch this? No, no. This was a. I was in a field, so I, I watched this the whole this whole game. This I was, was a plane. Yeah, no, you, it was a Friday night. It was after Good Friday. You might have just come home. No, I got home late. Fucking delays. Fuck Brisbane. Anyway, the game. This was a masterclass in how to beat West Coast. If you're any opposition coach, you need to have watched this game. Port Adelaide just beat them at home by taking away their greatest strength, which is their marking ability. They just played the dirty ground, like mongrel punt foot footy. And there they, was they a huge uh, late injury, though, before the game. Tom Barras didn't play. Yeah, true, but that's crucial. He he is crucial, but they took away. It wasn't necessarily they got beaten there or there. They got smashed in the middle. Do you know what came out after this game, though? Simpson said they'll almost definitely stop training at Hell Hole Stadium. Yeah. Because it's that's how he got injured at training. And he said that's just too hard. Turf's too hard. We don't Jesus. want to train there. That's massive. That's huge. Simpson's been listening to this show. He's like, it's true. those boys are onto something. <laughs> it's hellhole universe. We called it early. We did. Um, good on you, Port Adelaide. And uh, Eagles. Eagles, they weren't convincing last week. They haven't clicked at all. Well, I mean, I mean, they've just won a premiership, and sometimes it does take a while to get going. But yeah, surely that's a, that's a gimme win that's gone bigging. And they, you know. I don't know, or are Port Adelaide better than we think they are? I have no say. idea. Because West Coast are also like, ask, me, ask me that question about every team in the AFL, and the only team that I can say without a doubt that is terrible is North Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's a good They're bit. the only team I can get a read on. Well, yeah, because like, like West Coast three weeks ago beat GWS by 52 points. Yeah, smashed them. They beat Collingwood at the MCG, a place that Collingwood are good. And Collingwood this season, apart from that, Look good. West Coast then also got pumped by Brisbane, who also just lost to Collingwood. But then Brisbane beat Port Adelaide by 17 points. Dusha, welcome to the Oval of Parody. <laughs> Next game. Next game. Oh, here's another confusing result. Oh, yeah. Just, just, just <laughs> FYI, I'm, um, I might be looking into the rules of our tipping competition, boys, because I think... Oh, Tom, it was fucked. The fact that if what is this cooked, if people don't tip at the moment, uh, the rules are you get the away teams. I think people might start winning. So, uh, yeah, if people, so if you didn't tip, if, they don't tip yeah. if you didn't tip, you got seven. Yeah. Fuck anyone Jesus. who did that. If anyone got Fuck seven, Colin if anyone got Doyle. Seven, Colin Doyle got seven. 
Did he, do you reckon he just lazily didn't tip anything? I think because I beat him in the AFLW and I've got I've jumped out to an early lead, he's lost all taste for battle. I have dropped to 50th in our footy tipping. Wow. I got four this week. Bit of a premiership hangover. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm the new West Coast. <laughs> or the current West Coast. <laughs> or the old Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Freo turned up and they beat the Giants at home. <laughs> as in the Giants' home. After the Giants had a massive win against Geelong and you'd think would carry that in. Fuck, I have and, – and, and Freo couldn't hit a target last week, scored over 100 points. That's the most shocking result of the year. Yeah. <laughs> no, really it is. Freo going there and beating them. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't you know. know. I mean, guys, I think what happened is Trent Cooper has taken back over the coaching role. I think role. he has. Four Fremantle players kicked three goals or more. <sighs> Michael Walters uh, had an absolute – Blinder. And, Hogan um, played well too. Hey, look, play Jesse Hogan at full four, at forward line. Oh, he, he kicks goals and plays well. Tabernacle and Matera also kick, well, Matera kicked four straight. Yep. Tabernacle kicked three goals, three, much like Mitch Brown did, which I don't know if I actually said before, but it's a very important stat. Love you, Mitch. Uh, I guess we can go to the next game because uh, another kind of surprising result, not necessarily a good result. This result's good for footy, dude. Yes. Uh, not necessarily a surprising win. But surprising by how much it was by. Mm. St. Kilda beat Melbourne by 40 points at the MCG. Who backed the Saints? Yeah. Yep. yep. Definitely did. Dusha. Wait. Did you back Melbourne? I think so. I don't know why I did that. You're a big dumb fuck. Yeah. Oh, come on, mate. That's no, fair, though. It's, it's fair. fair. It's, a, yeah, it's 100% fair. <laughs> I like how I looked at you like, are you kidding? Back Melbourne. It's the mighty Saints. So uh, St. Kilda looked. Fucking dangerous-ish this year. I mean, like, I've been fucking steamrolled by them, so I know how dangerous they can be. They're just playing on heart. They are playing on And hearts. there's a few things I love more in footy. What's crazy to me, so I did watch this game, and it was said on commentary a few times like that it was an upset like for St. Kilda to win. And it's like, at what point? We're in round five. St. Kilda are second on the ladder. We're in Melbourne? They're like, <laughs> that, that's not rhetorical. It sounded like I was like giving shit, but I just genuinely don't know. But they're, they're lower 17th. Half. Yeah, exactly. So, so like, it's, it's not really an upset, is it? It's sort no. of what you would expect from these teams that have shown up this year. Well, it's kind of weird because this year it's going to be a situation where people, because by round five, you still have to kind of tip based on last year's performance, I guess. But it's so different. Yeah. So like the last two years, so 2018 season and 2017 season, the teams, teams all stayed roughly in the same spot with a couple that moved up and down. Yeah. This year, fuck. Out it's like window. someone dropped the ladder and then just stuck all the names back randomly. third to about 10th are on 12 points. Yeah. yeah. Which is insane. Uh, third to 11th. Well, it's just you look at how quickly Brisbane fell because of how close that yeah. middle pack is. Like it's just They went from mental. second or third losing I, this game. and Yeah. Sorry, Sean. Yeah, I didn't want to bring it up. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. All I know is I fucking hate Max Gorn. Every time oh, he's on my oh. screen, I just have like a mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. He does kind of look like someone who would be a wrestler and a heel. So maybe it's just like you've got wrestler brain. Possibly. Going on. The other thing I think, and it's a very like vain thing to be thinking, I realize, but I see him and I'm like, oh, he should be, he should have much broader shoulders for a man his size. Like, <laughs> he needs to fill out more. <laughs> see, apparently he's a lovely bloke too. Oh, so yeah. it's even weirder. Yeah. I'm not, doesn't carry across on the field. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, here's the, the amazing thing about St. Kilda is you can tell they're playing with heart. Every goal was like they loved. Yeah. Every goal was like, we're, we're doing this. And supporters are loving it, so they should. They're the best team of 80% jacks, I think, in the history of the AFL. <laughs> <laughs> They've got what? Jack, 
Stephen, Steele, Sinclair, Loney, Nunes. Is Nunes a Jack? I think, yep. That's five, and I feel like there's at least two more. <laughs> Jack Billings. Jack Billings. There's six. <laughs> Jack. Carlisle. Yeah, Jack Carlisle. <laughs> Formerly Jake, but he's changed yeah, yeah. his name. Do you know, guys, 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 guys. Yeah. Rename everyone at St. Kilda Jake. Uh, J- Jack. J- Jaron. Jack, yeah, yeah. Jack. Jaron. Jake. <laughs> Jake Geary. <laughs> Jake Gresham. Jake Gresham. It's so close. Leave only one player with like their first name, um, and that should be Shane Savage because he sounds like a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> nah, go Saints. I'm all about it. Big. I love it too. It's good. It's good. Make the finals. I hope they make the finals. I hope, the, I hope so too. Do you know what I love is that so you were just talking about how like it was an upset St. Kilda beating Melbourne. Two years ago, people were like they're at the same place and yeah. then Melbourne made a prelim and Saints fell away and everyone wrote them off. Um, Damian Barrett cons- continues to write them off every day in his weekly column. Yes. And the Saints now are suddenly second on the ladder. And look, you'd hope they'd play finals. They might not. They might taper off. But – they're playing with something that if you're a Saints supporter, you can go the next few years aren't going to suck every day. They've got the next five or uh, the next four or five games will really test them. So they've got Adelaide at Marvel next week. Win. We'll win. GWS there. Not win. Oh, but Freo but did, yeah, so like fucking anything's St. possible. St. Kilda. Uh, sorry. Uh, West Coast <laughs> at home. No, sorry. At St. Kilda's home. So Marvel. Oh, oh win. Win. Then they've got Collingwood at the MCG. Huge. Do you know what I'd love? Shit. I'd, I'd love them to like have won at beaten Adelaide, lost to West Coast and GWS, roll into Collingwood at the G, and roll over the top of them. It'd be great. Oh, I would love it. Coach of the year, Alan Richardson. I love a coach redemption. Oh. Do, you know, do you know what it is though? They've got like they, there's so many things that they do in the offseason. That, they brought in a all new coaching people. They brought in what's his name? They've got such a rough run because then they've got Carlton, which is fine. Carlton at Marvel, but they've got a game in China. Oh, against Gold Coast. Port. Port. Oh. The Port game is the China game is a Port initiative, but contractually Port aren't allowed to have any home games away from Adelaide Oval until a certain date because they signed a contract with them. And, and, and Adelaide Oval will not let them break that contract. Anyway, go Saints next game. Another team that have a very similar run in the next five games that will really show whether or not they're actually playing well is Essendon, who have Collingwood next week. Then we have... Win. You at the MCG. Loss. <laughs> Sean saw the Son of God rise on Easter Monday. <laughs> a day late. Then, day Sid- late yeah. <laughs> then Sydney at the SCG, which is that's a win. Then Freo at Marvel. <laughs> and then Richmond at the MCG. I just remember that Gary Havlet was supercharged because of how much church he's been at over the week. <laughs> <laughs> So much of it. Powered by communion. (laughs) No, but yeah, Essendon are going nicely and they'll win almost all of them. Next game. Do you know what? Not much to say about this game. Which one? Richmond, Sydney. Richmond run pretty comfortably. Yeah. Yeah. Dustin Martin's a fine player. Uh, Sydney, uh, not going to do anything this year. Franklin's 300th game? 250. No, Franklin kicked. um, He passed Matty Lloyd in the goal. Passed Matty Lloyd in the goal kick. What a dog. I mean, I love... Oh, That's why Matty Lloyd got out on Good Friday, just to remind everyone. <laughs> <laughs> good. Matty Lloyd was probably getting in people's ears like, do they count? Because <laughs> I nailed all of them. <laughs> now, look, good on you, Franklin. Yeah. It's it's amazing that Franklin is as old as he is and is like not as fit as he is, but you're still like, nah, pick him every week. 
Yeah. yeah. He's like, just that good. Half fit, he's still able to kick three or four. You brought yeah. that up today. He's the same age as Roughhead. Yep. And it seems like we're constantly like, oh, this is it for Roughhead probably. This yep. is his last yep. year. Whereas Buddy is expected to play for three more. Richmond one, Sydney no good. Next game. Marvel Stadium. Oh. Holy shit. It happened. <laughs> Carlton won. It was B- great. By a lot. Yeah, the amount is what shocked me. more. Like, I tipped doggies, and I I was just working. Like, I knew Carlton needed a win, and they were going to come out and fire, and I just thought, if you were Western Bulldogs and you've had the last few weeks that the Western Bulldogs have had, you do not want to be Carlton's first win, and no. I thought that would be enough to carry him through, but I did not think they'd get blown out by that. Carlton wanted it more, and you could just you could just see the whole game that Bulldogs were second to the ball. Yeah. Carlton's tackles, tackles stuck. Their young players lift like Harry McKay, McKay, it's McKay, 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 McKay. Either might that, be McKay. Actually, that, gi- that that kid had an awesome game and nearly kicked goal of the year. He's already the best contested mark in the AFL. Someone was like over the weekend the best contested marks had took three contested marks for the whole game, and Harry McKay, McKay had three contested marks in the first quarter. Jeez, like they went banana. Patrick Cripps had 25 possessions to half time. <laughs> Those are big numbers. Those are big numbers. Like, but, but Brown it was like the, low. Like, Petreski Seaton had a huge game. Like, guys that you wouldn't think. And the best thing about this, everybody, scored 101 points. They kicked their last goal with three seconds left. Broke the tongue. It's been, I mean, 59 games yep. since they last scored 100 it was 2016. points. 2016. Yep. We've had two prime ministers. Yeah, that's not a great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. Donald Trump was not president of America the last time Carl Yeah, that's better because I was going to say with the prime minister one, it feels like it's a fuck. shorter period. Sometimes <laughs> some weeks are like, fuck, we've got like, we've had two prime ministers since the start of the week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Richmond hadn't won a premiership the last time Carlton scored 100 points. <laughs> How insane is that? Yeah, it's mental. Like, it's so insane. And then. They do it, and they do it in the most Carlton way possible where they almost didn't do it. <laughs> now, nah, good on them. Good on them. Love it. They, so, they all knew it too. Brendan Bolton looked like he was about to, like, skip with glee. Next game? Next game. There is not a lot to say here except that Gold Coast of old came out to play, in which, I mean, they barely played and lost by 73 points. Yeah, look. And also, goal of the year was probably kicked. Is there someone... Oh, yeah, we should... <laughs> and, and frankly, almost, commentary almost, of the year. Commentary of the year. So Eddie Best played his 300th game, kicked six, six goals, three, and one of them, goal of the year. It was, uh, it was fucking insane. It actually reminded me of the tipper goal against Melbourne, except from further out and somehow more of an angle. He's now kicked three, if you include this one, which we yeah. are, he's now kicked <laughs> three goal of the years from roughly the same spot. <laughs> The other thing I want to say, we were talking before about Joe Danaher loving footy. Is there a player? So I think I watched, I watched this game and seeing Eddie do Eddie things and watching a highlights package of him, I realized that I think Eddie Betts is my favorite non-Geelong player. Ooh. Oh, you know, I agree. And Really? He's great it, to watch. It's hard to say because I hate Adelaide as a team, yeah. but I think he I is. I wish that he would just See, play for any other club. Yeah. I hate Eddie Betts. But oh, I feel like, whoa, whoa, no, whoa! I don't whoa. think he's a bad player. Not I in just, my house. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's a bad player. Quite the opposite. Like I like I hate him because he is a good player. Yeah, I accept that he's a great player, but just <laughs> personality wise, what's like, wrong? Guys, he's a lovely boy, mate. <laughs> this is your last episode. <laughs> well, are yeah. you sure you're not a heel now? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure. Dude, can I play the audio from? <laughs> Although, the if you ask the people at Thornbury, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about Eddie is. 
Is there someone who loves playing footy as much as, like we were talking about Joe Danaher before, he fucking loves playing footy, Eddie. And I think he just seems like he's, he's just joyous. Like he just seems like his joy is infectious. Everyone around him gets up and about when he's up and about. He seems like a great bloke. He does a lot of great work for indigenous communities and, and people out there. And He's a legend. He's a legend. Well, the I- video is not going to load because Telstra's dog shit. So it's all right. It's it's the best. You should watch it. It is basically what would happen if we were to, to commentate a game. It really footy. is. It makes I, me you think know of what? us. No, I'm going to get it up. I'm going to. If you can't get it, I'm going to get it. I, well, I can't I, get it up, Tom. Can you help me? I reckon I can get it up, Sean. <laughs> it's just how do we just isolate that audio? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, here it is. Here it is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're just all barracking for yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> They're just saying yes, yes. Oh, fuck yeah! Yeah. If you're listening to that and not watching it play out, like you have no fucking clue what is happening. <laughs> they don't say he's kicked a goal. <laughs> they don't say how far yeah. out he is. Yes. <laughs> for context, do do yourself a favor. Uh, we re- we retweeted that from the How Good's Footy Twitter account, but go watch it. He's from just inside fifty on the boundary line. Picks up a loose ball. And just like he's, off a step, just check sides it from like forty nine. Kicks it on the off foot. So yeah. from where he's standing, he should probably kick it from his right. Kicks it from his left. Kicks it on his left off the side of his boot. Yep, off one step. <laughs> Doesn't even kind of look. He kind of knows roughly where the goal. He's are. kicked this before. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's very confident. It's outstanding. Out of the other two, it's probably my second favorite. My favorite is that one against the Giants, where he gets the ball to the boundary line and then holds it in and runs, and then ah, oh, fuck, he's good. Anyway. Next game. Oh, Man, Geelong Hawthorne. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, Gary Ablett Jr. might be the best player. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, I love them. I love them. They're good. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Adusha. Yes, Tom. Do we have any emails? As I said last week, uh, we actually have quite a few. Let's go. So, first of all, I just would really like to mention the Sexyland emails. So last week we got an email from Callan who had measured Clayton South's sexy land. Yep. 30 meters by 40 meters, 120 square meters of sexy land merchandise. Guess what Geelong's was? 35 by 50. <laughs> Fuck you, Clayton. <laughs> was that South? Was that an official confirmed yes, measurement? Yes, it was Jason. Yeah, Jason measured his it. feet. Yeah. This, this guy went in with a probably with a, a ruler. Do you know what? Our right, fans, uh, absolutely not. All right. I imagine that like employees at Sexyland 
Are used to like the weirdest shit going down. Like not and much faces, but people coming in to measure the inside <laughs> of this. Just going stores. in with those like click like, wheels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like fully take that. I know it's our, it's actually for our podcast. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> just walking into Sexy Lens holding a footy, <laughs> wearing How Good's footy t-shirts, going. <laughs> I'm just measuring it out. The boys need to know. Just to clarify, Sean, Jason actually emailed us to like clarify some of his comments. So he stepped out the building, approximately one meter per step. He has a size 17 shoe, so he had to taper his large steps slightly. Size 17. So, so technically- How tall is Jay? I don't think this is a real person. <laughs> no, he- Do you know uh, it is? It's Tom Hawkins. Yeah, yeah. There was no basement floor as far as he could tell. There was a smallish storage room, but that took uh, up a corner of the store. He doesn't know the uh, secret password to get the uh, sexy <laughs> What's the password? Can't say. You either know it or you don't. To clear up the confusion, and I'm not sure this was a while ago, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he uh, said something about how the outside Looked buildings- bigger or smaller. And or, we couldn't yeah. decide whether he meant that the buildings were bigger on the outside, so therefore it made Sexy Land look bigger than it actually was, or if it made Sexy Land look smaller and it was actually big, but just not quite as big as the surrounding buildings. He said, to clear up the confusion, the area surrounding Sexy Land has a number of large factory-like buildings that one could potentially think are part of Sexy Land- but the business in question was only one part of a larger building complex. He's then attached a sketch, so the buildings around it make it look bigger than it is. It's a lot of basement. Tom. Uh, we're bigger than Clayton South. Got him. I think he attached a sketch for a building yeah. you know. <laughs> Can we tweet the sketch? Yeah. Great. Can't say why not. So, yeah, uh, check out our Twitter. We'll have the sketch of Sexy Land there. And Jason also just wants to address Will, our friend, from, friend of the show from England. Do you know what I love is I love that now our fans are emailing one another via us. <laughs> <laughs> so, Will, the English supporter who decided to go for Carlton after the 2013 final, I'm here for you. I'm happy to provide the moral and emotional support needed to get us through and the finals into the coming season. Hit me up, Will, and we can talk past glories. When we finally win a game, I'll happily cook a roast for all three of you to partake in the joy that comes from a rare win. Uh, Jason, have you invited Will for a roast this weekend, mate? Well, let's move on to Jason's next email. So that email was before this w- weekend. Yeah. He has then emailed us one more thing. It is just a subject, no contents. Okay. Tom, would you like <laughs> to read this one? But da 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 That is the best song. I reckon that is the best opening to a footy theme song in I, history. Um, I have a friend who, for a very long time, like just we worked together a while ago and we're like mad at each other on PlayStation and he's like, bio. It's just, but da 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 da. And I had to, I, like, it was like five years deep. And I'm like, what even is this? And he just sung it at me in response. Like, no explanation. He just sung that time. And, oh, yeah. No, it's, I'm aware. It's such now. a great song because it is also such a good trash talky song. Like, you can just layer so much arrogance into the opening line of the Carlton theme song. Uh, which isn't imagine, even the theme song. It's imagine the- if they got to use it more often. <laughs> <laughs> Cop that, Jason and Will. Uh, next email. All right, uh, this one is from Dave. Hey, fellas, long-time listener, first-time caller. Just dropped by to say I love the podcast. I took the off-season off the podcast to listen to other podcasts, in brackets, mostly Sands Pants. I will allow it just. <laughs> and now I'm binging to catch back up. Yesterday, I listened to the AFLX episode. Uh, American football already tried that a decade ago, and it was an equally stupid misplaced failure. Uh, I saw that. Yeah. I saw an example. Um, what's his name? Dave? Yeah. I saw an example of that in Shanghai at a place called the Museum of Failure where they tried a thing called the XFL. It was in conjunction with who's the, the w- head of fucking uh, WWE. 
Uh, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. Guys, I can talk about this because the XS Fail is actually coming back. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact because that you don't you know, know that out? is shocking. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a dope, I don't think they talk about it coming back, but there's an amazing ESPN 30 for 30 doco about the XFL and the spectacular failure it was and all the things that went wrong. Um, and one of them was like, they were all prepared. They're like, we're going to do this XFL thing. It's good. There's no D League for NFL. Like there's the G League and things like that for NBA. Like we're going to come in and it's going to be, they didn't really have a concept. They didn't really have rules and they just rushed it they were like we got teams and we're gonna do this and everything sort of fell sounds apart sounds like the afl yeah um but they've taken so i think it was the start of last year they announced they're gonna start they're starting in 2020 so they've taken two years to lay that out get players get like things sort of like and actually run it properly this time around so it'll be interesting um yeah he hate me There'll be like two people that hear that and go, oh, I get the joke. (laughs) (laughs) So Dave then continues to say that we said that one way to make the sport more newbie-friendly is to have a pregame segment uh, where somebody from the AFL sits in front of a whiteboard and explains it. Dave says, fuck that. (laughs) Do you really trust Gil, the big sit loser that birthed this idiot garbage with my footy education? Dear footy professors, you should be the ones to make that segment. What is a behind? What do you mean by 10 goals, three? How does one rock? What is a mark? Considering the violence of full contact, what actually counts as a foul? Well, free kick, actually. There's your first lesson, Dave. Yep. (laughs) And 10-3 is a very good return. (laughs) (laughs) I have an idea of how good footy is now. In brackets, it's very good. But now I'm ready to know more, and you boys are the ones I trust. Maybe have a future What Is Footy episodes at the beginning of each season. Thank you for your endless passion for a sport that is... this silly American doesn't understand, but your love makes me want to get into it. Cheers, boys. Now just watch it blind. Just keep going. <laughs> if you haven't worked it out already, just keep going. Dave then followed it up with another email, and it's a classic Haggard's footy. I don't know anything about footy, but I love the show email. He wants a team. Okay. Um, Old star request. I don't know what footy team to back, but I know my type. I'm a soccer boy and my team is Atlanta United, an upstart expansion club that quickly won the championship while breaking dozens of records and being incredibly fun to watch with an exciting style. The year after their championship, in brackets this past year, they sold their best player and lost their coach and so far in the season have shat the bed under a bottom of the ladder. What AFL club <laughs> blew up the comp as a young club then immediately lost the plot? If this, this club doesn't have a women's team, then what AFLW side also fits its description? Thanks for your help, boys. Because I'm thinking either Giants or Gold Coast. Well, I thought, well, no, I thought Bulldogs. Yeah, Bulldog, Bulldogs, huge success, then shit themselves. But not an expansion club. No, it doesn't really have to be. Yeah. I mean, my first thought was GWS, but they haven't really achieved any success. The Doggies blew up. After success and lost, you know, uh, Stringer and... Do you know an expansion side that came out firing and has kind of not been able to do anything since? Port Adelaide. No, I don't condone anyone on this. No, I was going to say, get a Stevie Motlop jersey. No, fuck him. He's not even in the team anymore. No, but just like a vintage one. (laughs) I can't Uh, think of another Port Adelaide player off the top of my head. Port Port fits the bill. Brisbane were incredible and then have been bad for 15 years. Gavin Wanganine? He played down there. He did. (laughs) Yeah, here we go. guys. Brisbane are probably a good choice the AFLW side. There you go. Yeah, true. Actually, maybe Brisbane. Thanks, Brisbane. I, I love you. Success. I love you, and I embrace you as one of our. Yeah, own. no, because the the women's side fits the bill of that perfectly. Yeah, like, did really well. Fallen apart now. The club's just been like sold off all their best players. Yep. Not so, Dave, welcome to the Brisbane bandwagon. Yes, another one. <laughs> Fucking stimulating the economy. Or is it Melbourne? Then give me the keys to the is city. Is it Melbourne up there? It was Guys, rude. Hear me out. In- <laughs> 
That went under the radar. Well done. <laughs> um, is it Melbourne though? Made no. a prelim. No, we've decided to trade Bri- out their best Tom, player. Shut up. Bottom of the ladder. Shush, Tom. Okay, it's Brisbane. All right. Nice try though. <laughs> I can't believe you fucks tried to convince this sweet boy to go for Port Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'd just like to point out that's another person from Atlanta. Atlanta, we're going to have to go to Atlanta. You're oh. going to have to ask if they're friends. We're going to have to go to Has Atlanta. Has one introduced the other to the show or is, or is there a market for it? There, there is two places where we've just had emails come from throughout this season of just like people that don't know each other being like, I love How Good's Footy. All right, our next email is from Sebastian. Boys, I just wanted to thank you for showing me how good footy can be. I'm new to the sport and thus new to the real spirit of the sport. I went too hard on the jab with my sourdough toast remarks, Dusha. Luckily, Connie corrected me pretty quickly with a tweet. Then came that week's episode, <laughs> one where Dusha had every right to be sour. Instead, he had nothing but nice, thi- nice things to say about the Saints. I then realized how good footy truly was. It's not about tearing it down. It's about lifting up. I have so much to learn, boys. Calm is a good teacher, though. I missed out on the roast trinity. Greetings from Texas, Sebastian. P.S. I'd like to thank or blame Matt Stewart for getting me into the Saints. Also, can you have him on while we're still in the top eight? We saw Matt like a week or two ago. He's very busy with the comedy festival at the moment, but he's very keen to get comedy back Comedy festival on. is now over. Yeah. I'll, uh, but, you know, have him on while they're in the top eight. We've got the whole year. Oh, Sebastian, oh. believe. He'll be on the grand final special. I remember Matt. Sebastian on Twitter. I think he got stuck into you and I said, Oi, show some respect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, show some respect for the dead. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's good. I love it. Get, get stuck into Doucher on Twitter. It's beautiful. Hey. No, get stuck in him. Well, actually- that ties in perfectly with this email. Oh, mm. great. It's from Randy. Hi, boys. I'm a Geelong Cats fan first and foremost, so I was happy to see Essendon win because it means the Cats remain at the top of the ladder. Not far behind, though, is that I am a fan of Joel Dusha. I enjoy him on other Sandspans shows. Hey, this is pretty good so far. Shut up a second, point me the Death Star and the Dinosaur Saga. He's great, so I'm happy for him. However, oh. I have come to realize that the best doucher is an angry doucher. <laughs> this two-in-a-row happy doucher just will not do. I can't wait to lessen it lose to North. Mm, you're a bit late there, mate. Because of an even stupider mistake than running past a live ball to the bench so we can get a proper angry doucher back. Get angry, go Cats. Well, Randy, one thing that's made me angry here is you've sent an email after the game's happened and not checked the results. You fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Or, alternatively, you've sent an email about a game that was just about to happen. Either way, Randy, dumb fuck move. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, look, I'm sure there were definitely a lot of emotions. I'm glad you like our other shows. And, look, there's a lot of anger. So maybe just let me be happy for once, you piece of shit. <laughs> Thanks for the email. <laughs> Next email is from Gwen. Hi, boys. Time for some more balanced coverage of the Collingwood Football Club on this show. Bring in Douche's grandma as a special feature where she tells you about all about how umpires aren't to blame for a 62-point loss and ranks the Ruckman from most to least hot. <laughs> uh, what, at, what, the Ruckman at Collingwood? Because it's Brody Grundy by a mile. <laughs> Footy is pretty fucking good. Gwen. P.S. Not usually a fan of the kiss cam at the game, but the two men, one with the Collingwood scarf and one with the Brisbane scarf, pashing on the big screen at the Gabba <laughs> was surprisingly wholesome. Look, if I put my grandma on the show, I could not control the... Co- I would be editing for weeks. Good. <laughs> who, who knows what she'd say? I mean, it's no different to... Do you imagine me and your grandma just riffing? <laughs> so what was the first sentence? More um, coverage of Collingwood or something? Uh, more balanced coverage of Collingwood Football Club. Wrong show. <laughs> Go, look, Gwen, a great place to listen to is uh, last year when I went on the UK tour and Tom 
Got excited about Collingwood. <laughs> fell onto the Collingwood bandwagon so hard that he almost convinced Sean. It, no, it was never going to happen. And, it was a dark um, six weeks yeah. for all of us. All right, next email is from John. Uh, subject, Gold Coast's terrible uniforms and John's solution. Oh, Hey, boys, I've always had- I an- like that. I like how he's got the problem. He's also got the solution for us. Hey, boys, I've always had the issue with the Gold Coast Suns. I never knew what it was, but this year I've decided they're my second team, so I had to look and try and figure it out. I found the problem. The jerseys don't look very nice. Part of it is due to the colors. Solid red with a yellow trim isn't super aesthetically pleasing. It's also because of a centerpiece being just the logo, which some can pull off, see West Coast and Carlton, but this team just cannot. Overall, it just doesn't seem like a traditional AFL jersey, more like a training top. Also, they say they have blue in the song, but it's only on their class jersey and a thin sliver on the logo. After noticing this, I booted up Photoshop, your hey, favorite thing. Uh, yeah. Respect already. <clears throat> and I got to work on a rough copy of a new design I would like. I've incorporated the blue to represent the water and a yellow line to be like the shore, almost like a coast or something. I've kept the red because it doesn't clash with many teams and is still one of the team colors. See the image attached below being modeled by the sexy boy of the Gold Coast, Alex Sexton. Yes. Let me know what you think. Are there any other teams that need jersey updates? Thanks, John. It's actually, look, it's not bad. I don't mind that at all, actually. I think I like that a lot more than the Gold Coast jersey. Yeah, I like it more than the Gold Coast jersey. Ooh. It's a, not, not bad. the blue that I was anticipating. Yeah, it's a light blue. Yeah. A blue that isn't really seen in... And I guess the back would be all red. You'd have the block red on the black. You'd the have back to. Still. My knee-jerk reaction was to shit-can that when I heard him talking about red with the yellow trim not working because I just thought of Hulkamania. But then <laughs> I started thinking about it harder and went, no, 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 Hulkamania was a lot stronger when it was yellow with a red trim. So maybe it's as simple as just reversing the scheme that they've got at the minute. Nah, it's too much. They'd they look like the Adelaide away jumper, which is, Ooh, which is yellow. Yeah, yeah. But well, I, that was my fear when he said he had a blue in. I'm like, you can't put blue, yellow, and red on a fucking jumper because it's Adelaide. But Adelaide. I, I, I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all, John. You've um, we'll call Gil um if he oh, he doesn't take our calls anymore because we just leave fart noises as well. <laughs> the last email of today is from Rory, who is I met Rory. Yes, is that in the email? Yes, he was on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Can I provide some context before you do the email, or do you like the email and then I can provide some context? You know what? You provide the context first. I've All right. a quick scan of the email. There's not a lot of context there. I know the context as well, but let the listeners remind everyone. So Rory is our friend from Scotland. I think he's from Glasgow. Yes. Uh, who had emailed us like about a couple of months ago saying he was going to be in Melbourne to see Sans Pants' comedy show, Big Deal. And wanted to see some footy while he was here. He was here. He wanted to see like two or three games. Um, he was a Melbourne Saint, Melbourne supporter. He couldn't go to the Melbourne Saints game. So he's going to go to Carlton Bulldogs and Easter Monday. Today. Good game to go to, Rory. Good game. Fucking good game to go to. Great so, game. I met him after Big Deal on Saturday down in the bar. He introduced himself. Had a chat. Talked talk about footy. We're watching his team get smashed by St. Kilda. It was all good. Um, I said, oh, you know, enjoy, enjoy the games you're going to. Cut to Sunday morning. Um, I'm just eating a HSP however on my couch watching watching the Carlton Bulldogs game. And um, someone had like, it was like an out of bounds on the full. So the cameras panned over to the player kicking in. Bang, there's fucking Rory on the fence. <laughs> Fuck, he was on the fence. He was not on the fence. Like he was on the boundary line. Yeah, no, but that's like. He had, his seats are on the fence at, at Marvel for the Bulldogs Carlton game. Rory, you got on TV. Well, you're only in the country for five seconds and it was your first ever game of footy. <laughs> That's some bullshit. I've been yeah. trying to get on the TV at the footy for years. Well, uh, I met Rory at Edinburgh Fringe Festival when I was there. And yeah, look, lovely man. And this is the email, which will help 
add extra content to what you just said. Thanks. Gentlemen, as I write this email, I'm returning to my hotel from witnessing my second game of live AFL footy. I wrote in a while back asking what games to attend, and I took a couple of your suggestions, Bulldogs at Carlton yesterday and Hawthorne Geelong today. I really enjoyed both games, especially today, so I want to officially thank you for your suggestions and say, how good's footy? Regards, <laughs> Rory. P.S. Tom, it was a pleasure meeting you after Big Deal on Saturday. You're a lovely man, and I'm happy your team won. Yeah, cop that everyone who tells me to fuck off every week. Oh, I got another email from JD. It says, eat shit, Tom. <laughs> Go Bombers. Oh, my dad's using a pseudonym to insult me now. <laughs> Did we recommend Rory watch Carlton Bulldogs? Yeah, I think we did because he, he needed a game on Sunday. Ah, uh, of course. And we, we were thinking potentially that game could be close because both teams would be yeah. roughly. And what a game to go to for yeah, Ripper that, game. <laughs> that, was, sorry, <laughs> that was the end of the Eddie Betts commentary. Um, <laughs> before we roll, before we, oh, that's that's the end of the Geelong commentary as well. I'm having a good good run. Fucking hell. Should we talk about next week's games before we roll up, finish up for the Oh, today? yeah, fuck. If you're listening to this in podcast form, Wednesday's game has already happened, but we are recording it before Wednesday's game's happened. If you're listening to play on radio, that game's about to start. So this is the perfect warm-up to that. Ah. Also, this is a very strong recommendation to listen to the show on play on radio at 4 p.m. Melbourne time on Wednesdays or 5 a.m. Melbourne time Thursdays. Because get it early. You get it early, and the content is more relevant. Then. Yeah, yeah, guys, if you're listening to this on Thursday, go back in time. Listen Wednesday before the football <laughs> game happens. Good work. Good work. <laughs> Thanks, Dowie. It's That's good. okay. Yeah. If you went back in time, would a podcast you downloaded undownload because <laughs> it didn't exist? Oh, is your phone traveling with you? Yeah. Does it duplicate? Do I you duplicate. It. Oh, no. <laughs> so first welcome game. To Hel- welcome to Helgood's Time Travel. <laughs> a spin-off podcast. Uh, a weekly and weekly and weekly <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right. First game is Richmond-Melbourne, which is a Wednesday night. Boys. Anzac Day Eve. Richmond. Richmond. Melbourne. What? Yeah. Okay, sure. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm beating both of you, so, you know. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Richmond. Then we have the Anzac Day Clash. We're going. We are. And it's going to be huge. Massive. Also, real, real test for both sides. Also, uh, the AFL is going to be kind of conflicted about this Wednesday game. Richmond take on Melbourne at the MCG. Marvel Stadium, obviously, is one of the big grounds in Melbourne. Avengers Endgame also comes out on that Wednesday. So that's the opening night of what will be the biggest movie of the year, if Oof. not the biggest movie of all time. I know what I'll be watching instead of going watching that game on TV. I'll be at work serving pieces of shit like you who will be rude to me because they're angry about lining up. I won't be rude to you, man. No, you won't. You know who'll be there watching it too? Who? Tipper. Oh. <laughs> he want to see what happens to Captain Marvel in the next one. He, he can be as rude to me as he wants. I'll be like, mate, if you're going to kick seven goals, call me whatever you like. <laughs> so who's winning Anzac Day? Essendon. Essendon. I'm kidding. Essendon. Yeah, I have to say Essendon. You don't have to. No, nah, I do. <laughs> I <want laughs> external reasons to this room. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's good. <laughs> Friday night blockbuster douche. Friday, oh, what a Friday night game. Mm. Port Adelaide take on North Melbourne. Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide. I hate that I have to think about this game enough to decide. Port Adelaide. This will be atrocious. Where is this game? Adelaide Oval. Oh, then Port Adelaide. It wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> I don't know. North don't know how to play footy. Yeah. Saturday, Q Clash. Whoa. Mm. This is actually huge. Gold Coast take on Brisbane. Metricon. Oh, Metricon. Oh, what a hot ticket. 
I drove past Metricon. Looks like a good stadium. You should go there, mate. They'll give you free shit because there's no one there. <laughs> Didn't get free shit at the Gabba. It was a little bit disappointing. No, but there's lots of people there. There's lots of people there. They, well, they want shit. people to go to It was the one time ever that there's been lots of people there. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go the Brisbane Lions. So I will also go the Brisbane Lions. I will also go the Brisbane Lions. I'm going to go Gold Coast Suns. You sack of shit. No, that's fair enough. Uh, anyone can... Uh, anyone can- Tip whoever they want. Yeah. How, are you, week- how, how are you getting a ride home again, mate? <laughs> <laughs> well, just a reminder that last week Gemma guessed it and tipped against her own team. So fuck. Which we don't ever do. No. And uh, predictions have just gone totally out the window since then. Etiquette towards how good's footy. When guests come on, it's chaos. <laughs> yeah. uh, then we have St. Kilda take on Adelaide at Marvel Stadium. St. Kilda. St. Kilda. Ah, oh, gosh. I want to say Adelaide. But, but, but I feel pressured because everyone else in the room was you can say anything you like, mate. St. Kilda. Go but no, 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 I want to go Adelaide. Go for the Saints. Adelaide. You hate Eddie Betts. Yeah, I know, but I think he's going to prove, like, I hate Eddie Betts, but he's really good. Because <laughs> he's really good, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm still torn. This also, like, I mean, I'm on the edge of tipping Adelaide as well. The only, like, if it's, I just feel like they're my, like. Now you're going to upset me if you say they Wait, are you going to say Adelaide like your second team? No, 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 oh, no, no. I was going to say, I feel like they're my wild card pick for the week. Like, I feel <laughs> well, like any other time you, out, not coming out of this round, any of the previous weeks, if you were asking me to pick from these two, I would go St. Kilda. And I just feel like Adelaide riding such a high, coming in, Saints super happy with how they've been going. I just feel like there's so much room for St. Kilda to not get complacent, but not be as hungry as Adelaide are. That's mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, they've been feeding them down at Morabins, so they're probably really hungry. <laughs> yeah. All right, next game. Uh, Sydney take on GWS, the SCG. GWS. GWS by a lot. GWS. Yeah, GWS. Then up the stadium, we have Freo take on Western Bulldogs. Fucking who knows? I just don't, I don't even know. Probably Freo. Oh, no, yeah, you know no I'm going Freo. Bulldogs. I have one team that I would never tip, and it's Hawthorne because fuck Hawthorne. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just will never. And Bulldogs are on the cusp of being the second team after their performance against Carlton. Now, you know what, guys? It's going to be an ambush. I'm backing them in. I'm backing the dogs. I love, I love Aaron Norton too much to abandon him in his hour of need. I am going to tip Freo because I really need to uh, get some tips right this week. Yeah. Then Sunday, we have Hawthorne take on Carlton. Dowie, you know who you're going to tip? Carlton? Yep. Tom? Part of me wants to tip Carlton as well. Part, well look, I'm going to tip Hawthorne because, again, I want to get some tips right this week. Oh, fuck it, Carlton. Carlton. Jesus. Was not expecting to be in the minority with that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then Geelong take on West Coast. Uh, it's in Geelong, and uh, I'm going the Cats. Yeah, Geelong. Geelong. shock you and say the Cats. Geelong. Also, uh, you said on Saturday you're going to the footy. You might want to go on Sunday instead. Ooh. Oh. Get your dates right. You're out of whack all year, mate. <laughs> Wait, what couldn't you do Saturday? <sighs> what couldn't I do Saturday? Because I was going to be at the footy. Because guess what? You can do it now. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't go to, to Dowie's wrestling show. <laughs> I genuinely couldn't remember what you'd cancelled on. <laughs> it's even better. That's all right. I might be going to Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good segue. Dowie, you're wrestling this Saturday. Where, give us some details. Plug yourself. Yeah, look, I'm wrestling Friday night at um for Battle Championship Wrestling at the, uh, what is it called, White Horse Club out in Burwood. Um, I'm wrestling 
PJ Black, who, if anyone's familiar with the WWE, might have seen him perform as Justin Gabriel, who's a part of Nexus for a while, is a former tag champ down there. Wrestling Saturday night for Melbourne City Wrestling at the Thornbury Theatre. You can find all the information on for that at melbournecitywrestling.com.au. But if you want to get in touch with us, just generally, you can send us an email about the size of the sexy land that you have measured uh, at howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or on Twitter, I'm at howgoodsfooty. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am at How Good's Footy. And I'm also personally at Awkward Trees. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. I'm at Douche13. And Dowie, where can we find you? I'm at Dowie James. Are you sure you're not also at How Good's Footy? (laughs) (laughs) I wish. Oh, man, it's been a long week of footy and it keeps rolling on. I can tell that this has been a good episode because all four of us have peaked at some point during the episode. (laughs) Uh, sorry to your earbuds, but I guess also our theme song would have already blown your ears out. Because so. <laughs> we don't know how to mix. <laughs> oh, I know what I'm doing. I just like it loud. <laughs> Go Cats. Go Bombers. Eat shit Collingwood. Sean? Um, <laughs> I have nothing to add. 